0: This is Limit Up, the show where we explore markets, strategies, and trading psychology so that you can take your trading to the next level. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Limit Up podcast presented by Top Step Trader. I'm Jack Pelzer, joined as per usual by
1: Dan Hodgman. Jack, you're excited this morning.
0: Well, I'm making up for a deficit in mental capacity, really. Uh, We're on the short holiday week, all right? And so I got into a new season of Top Chef last night. Ooh, solid. I know, with the the wife. Uh, We're rewatching the first Top Chef All-Stars. And, um, you know, I got into a little more red wine than usual (laughs) for a weekday last night. So, uh, you know, we're doing this at 10 a.m. right now. Um, You know, I'm feeling it about... hmm, 79 percent capacity right now
1: you know that's a respectful number after a uh, heavy red wine night going into a holiday weekend you yeah, know there's nothing wrong with that i took the opposite route i decided that no drinking for a week and a half before uh the uh big fourth of july festivities begin so i am over here well rested i've been getting good night's sleeps been getting up early and uh, working out every day.
0: Dan, I thought you were like taking the LSAT or something.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, that being said, we have a real holiday treat for you today. Our uh, guest on the show was Matt Miller, of the founder and streamer of Trades by Matt. Matt was a delightful chap, wasn't he?
1: I, it, it's fun getting to talk to a younger guy. Um, you can hear his passion for the industry Behind everything he talks about it. Um, it's kind of fun to talk to someone so excited about trading and about sharing his trading journey. Cause I think that's something that a lot of professional traders, you don't get to watch the ebbs and flows, the downs. You hear a lot about the ups. You don't get to hear about the downs. And Matt's pretty open about every little detail in his trading. Every little detail is streamed live. Um, you know, that takes a lot of courage.
0: I know. I'll I'll sure as hell never do that. But um, it's it's so impressive to me that someone can just open up that part of their life to the world each day. So, you know, win or lose, he is on there making the trades. You can check out his uh, live stream. Uh, Just a great guy. So, um, you know, I am going to go drink a tall glass of ice water.
1: (laughs) (laughs) really on the struggle bus over
0: there i'm playing up a little bit for the uh podcast because i thought it was an interesting story but um uh, i'm still gonna drink that glass of ice water in the meantime everyone out there in uh, limit up world please enjoy this interview we recorded last week with matt miller from trades by matt we'll check in with you after the break <laughs> All right, hello everyone. We're back in the virtual studio, joined by uh, Dan Hodgman, and uh, more importantly, we're joined by Matt Miller, who's the uh, founder of Trades by Matt. Uh, Matt, how you doing today? Doing well. How are y'all? We're doing well, and I could tell from that y'all you're in uh,
2: Texas, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm located in Austin.
1: That's great, great. state, I love of Texas. It.
2: Great state. Have you been in Austin your whole life, or no? I uh, moved here about. Two years ago, got married, uh, moved down here. But I have been in Texas my whole life. So in and out of different cities, but all, all in Texas. Awesome. Well, today, uh, you have a site where you
0: stream your trades, which congratulations on that boldness. That is tough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll talk all about that. But before we do, do uh, you want to tell us a little bit about how you got into trading in general or specifically trading futures?
2: Yeah. Um, so, got into trading coming out when I was like eight. So I'm 25 right now. I'm definitely young uh, and learning a lot still all the time. Part of the reason why I do the stream, um, we can talk about that later. But got into like penny stock trading because I had low, low uh, buying power as like an 18 year old kid, and got just tossed and turned around, as we all know. Um, and then just kind of picked it up and. Continued to learn more as uh, as I got a little older, got into crypto, as a lot of people probably did my age, and learning how to trade, etc. And got into a Discord room. Um, I've actually met all of my like good trader friends have I've learned and met from like chat rooms online. And one guy who's actually a mod in my room right now introduced me to Top Step, uh, and that was actually how I learned about futures. Um, so that was. November of 2018, um, and he basically was like, he was trading with Top stuff at the time, uh, and I learned about them, and I was like, this is a great way for me to learn with like no capital really to actually trade with, um, and so I started the journey from there, and I haven't looked back um, from trading futures
0: since. Awesome. So, uh, w- what made you sort of get into trading penny stocks? You know, it's not something that every 18 year old is instantly drawn to. Uh, were you always interested in the markets, or
2: yeah, I was always interested in the markets. Um, my dad is actually, he studied finance. And in my mind, finance meant like stocks as like a high school kid. Um, and so that's what made me start like researching about it and like asking him some questions. He does nothing with finance anymore. So classic there. But it, that's what kind of opened my mind to it. Um, and then seeing like some things where like I got onto like stock tweets or something like that and saw like some dudes that made like 500% overnight or whatever. And like the classic pump and dumps back then. And I was like, Oh my God, I want to, I want to make money trading. It sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I, uh,
0: me too. I don't think I really realized what finance was. I thought it was all stock trading until, uh, probably,
1: uh, late
0: into my college career. Uh, saying hundred percent. I did to study it. It's a lot more, uh, you know, corporate finance and what have you like that. Well that's cool. So you started using the top step program. And so once you got into futures, has that kind of been what you've been doing? Do you still yeah, experiment with yeah, other things? So or you hung basically
2: ho? basically exclusively futures. Um, and I just I I love futures. So coming from like the trading crypto hardcore as much as I could at the time, uh it was twenty-four-seven market. So I still actually work full time right now. Um, so being able to trade non-normal hours was super important to me. Um, And so futures obviously offered that. But then I realized that like with futures, you can literally come back to the same thing every single day, study how it moves, learn how it moves. And it's still going to be moving like the same day. I don't have to run a scanner for some stocks to figure out like what I'm going to trade that day. I know every day coming in to my desk, I'm going to be trading the NASDAQ and the ES, you know? And so like that consistency that has like changed everything for me and makes it so much more enjoyable
1: not having to like think about it too much. I think that's the best part about futures is, you know, I know a lot of traders, they get into this, they go straight to stocks. Stocks are fun. We've all done it. Um, But day trading stocks is tough because you do need to run those scanners. You got to pay extra money just to have, you know, something that is notifying you which stocks are actually trading. And futures, I was always told from a young age, every market has a heartbeat and I've probably said this a thousand times, but it is as true as it gets. When you're trading stocks, you're not used to the rhythm and the flow of that stock, it's that stock itself, where futures start to create that heartbeat and you get to start to understand how that market's moving. You get to, Right now, you said you're trading NQ and ES. I think those are two awesome stocks for this exact example, or stocks, there we go. I think those are two products that are awesome for this exact example. ES and NQ, you're both trading stock market-based Products, but they move and have such a different heartbeat between the two it allows you to understand and really get to hone in on the movement and the ebb and flow of those markets that you can capitalize on that where when you get into stocks, if you're trading one stock, some days it's going to work and some days it's not where futures gives you that opportunity
2: totally
0: yeah, there's less uh tomfoolery I think in futures than <laughs> what goes on in stocks a little bit too so um You're a little bit younger than us. Not much, I'll point out. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, there's a big difference in our ages in that when all the social media stuff or like the current generation of social media became big was right at the beginning of when I went to college, whereas I take it you grew up with it more. Were you doing other sorts of streams and stuff before this or is doing trading live when you started doing that?
2: So I started my YouTube about... Two years ago, uh, late 2017, um, so I guess two and a half at this point is crazy, uh, was doing it to kind of like have some accountability in like my crypto trading and to like, I learned basically, and we might talk about this later, but I learned how to trade from YouTube basically uh, and forums online and different pieces of like people were jotting out like random things, you know, and so like taking bits and pieces, combining it together, figure out my own strategies. Um, and I kind of wanted to pay it forward, which was the general idea. Um, it's morphed obviously as I've gone into futures. Um, and then obviously recently with streaming, it's morphed into what it is now kind of healthy, I think. But yeah, no, no streaming experience prior to this. So everything is brand new, figuring out how to run a camera, which I can't even do right now, obviously, but like figuring out how to run a camera and get everything in line where I can try and stream at the same time is pretty fun. Yeah, the uh, listeners can't see, but uh, Dan and I are streaming on video
0: right now, and we are looking at, I believe, a map of Austin, Texas yeah. uh, that's loaded <laughs> by Squadcast.
1: Sorry, Dan, you can continue. Uh, no, I was just going to say, Matt, I totally understand where you're coming from. I'm a trader by trade. Grew up in this industry. Everything I knew was trading. I didn't know technology, and I'm at topstep Trader. And next thing you know, we want to start doing videos. And so figuring out how to use the camera, figuring out all that stuff, how to share your screen, how to stream all that stuff, it's I thought was harder than actually trading. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and then you throw in like
2: with streaming and this has been like one of the biggest learning curves for me is like trying to like engage with the chat mm-hmm. while actually trying to pay attention to what you're doing and make good decisions. And that is like you're doing like the monkey you pat your head and rub your
1: tummy rub your at the palate. same time. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this, you know, cause that's what I've been, I've always been curious about when you are running these rooms and you are streaming all your trades, do you ever find like there's a pressure to actually execute trades when there isn't really the best opportunity to jump in? A
2: 100%. Um 100%. So there's two things with the stream that are really, really challenging for me. And one of them is like the need for quote unquote content, which is like, people going into trades, making a lot of money, et cetera. So the way that I try and combat that is just like, remind myself, patience, 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 yell it at the group all day, you know, to where it's like, we're not going to take something if we don't see something. The other thing that's really hard about streaming is like, is losing. I mean, losing sucks no matter what. Right. Um, but you take this personal like aspect of your life and like trading is all you every day. You, you can't blame anybody else, but yourself. And Opening it up to a thousand people at the same time to watch that kind of personal interaction and how you handle it is really
1: challenging. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I feel like that's got to be one of the toughest things. You've got people sitting there watching your trades, and you know, Jack said in the beginning, I'll give you credit. You know, there's some days that I'd never want to share anything that I'm doing because I'm not happy about my trading. Now, a day like today. I'd have no problem. I'm pretty happy with what I've done here today. It's been a good yeah. day. So you know, I have to say, I give you a lot of credit, and I, because I feel like that would be the pressure on me is I got to execute. I've got to make money in these trades. Find ways to make money, and even even in a poor trade decision, and so like owning up to that responsibility. That's that's a huge step, and I think you you've said it. You have you haven't been at this that long, and that's such a great way to create accountabilities and to focus on trading within your system.
2: Yeah, and I I say it kind of frequently to like the chat and everybody is like, I'm streaming one because I, I like hope I'm paying it forward in some capacity and that you're finding either entertainment or value from the commentary or whatever we're looking at. But two, I'm doing it mostly because like me talking through everything, either one prevents me from doing something totally stupid or two is like, hmm, I have a thousand people watching me right now. Do I really want to like, go in on this trade that might not make sense at all you know so it actually helps me pump the brakes a lot which is the main benefit to doing it in my opinion do you find
0: it also helps you uh, manage your emotions and like emotional reaction to things
2: i think so um and i I i pride myself a little bit at least for being somewhat detached um and trying to like really keep myself in lockstep. uh obviously i struggle just like everybody else does but I think it does help me like I'm not going to like rage on stream you know that's like, sure, not cool. <laughs> I
0: think about some uh, negative experiences I had while I was working at the prop shop um, five or six years ago during which I would surely not want to be talking to anyone while it was happening in real time. And yeah. If I did I don't know uh, exactly what would come out. Yeah
1: I, I, I was thinking the exact same thing I'm just going back to certain times like at the prop shop where I'd be sitting there and I'd be in a livid mood, and like someone would just tap me on the shoulder and be like, "Hey, you doing okay?" And I just want to, I would, I would lose it on them. I can't imagine doing that in front of people. So it's got to be incredible for the emotions and the feelings that you're going through while you're trading, because it's a roller coaster.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's totally a roller coaster. And I honestly, I got to give a, a shout out to my wife who actually watches the streams. And so like, if I start getting a little like snippy or something, she'll send me a text <laughs> and be like, "Hey, like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got to check
2: yourself, you know." So. Shout Shout out out
0: to her. Well, that's cool. So um, what sort of uh, things... I was able to watch your stream for a little bit just before you came in here. Uh, I went to the website. I didn't realize it was going to be right up there right away. So it was nice to see you kind of doing your thing. Um, What are the kind of things right now since this uh, podcast will be coming out a week from today? So um, with this market right now, you're obviously trading two uh, products that have been moving a lot over the last couple months. Yeah. Uh, What are some
2: themes you're looking at right now when you're making trades? So I've morphed into like a heavy volume trader. So trading, I feel, is constantly evolving and changing. The markets are doing something different every single day, which means like in my mind, I can't really have like one hit strategy that's going to just like work. Um, What I'm doing on a range day is going to be different than what I'm doing on a trendy day versus what I'm going to be doing when volatility is like skyrocketing, right? So to cover the last couple of months, trading micros like crazy, uh, just de-risking myself a lot as much as I can, um, scalping the minis every now and then. Um, but really my strategy, I'm looking at like Kimi Love Delta, pretty heavy um, in correlation to uh, like market profiles and just like different volume stuff. So I want to see at what price everybody's conducting um, at and see how that Kind of confirms with everything else that I'm seeing on the chart. Yeah, that's really cool.
1: So, Matt, you're talking about delta. Delta is different in all different aspects of trading. I've said it before. My background's options trading. Our delta is completely different than what you talk about a delta when you're looking at a, a futures market. Matt, can you dive in a little bit on what delta is and how it adjusts in um, certain market directions? Based off buying?
2: yeah, so and. I do, I do want to preface with a grain of salt that everything I'm saying is self-taught and just observations that I've made while trading. Um, so if my definitions are off. I like
1: I like it better too. better to create your, to have a better understanding for yourself. You know, I can sit and read off definitions of things. I've been at this, I've been in this industry since the day I was born and I can read off a definition of, you know, I could read off the definition of Delta and I can—I don't know what that means. That doesn't make any sense to me, but I know what it means in my head and I know how to say it.
0: Yeah. If there were a right way to do it too, um, I think trading would be a
2: lot easier, right? Right. <laughs> right. Totally. <laughs> totally. So for me, um, I think I discovered Delta probably about a year ago uh, and haven't looked back since. I think it's its borderline my secret sauce, I think is like a good way to put it. Um, for me, it's basically... Strength of buyers and sellers. So what I'm looking for in my charts and like if you watch the stream, I'm always saying like, uh, buyers are looking pretty strong right now and price is making new highs with buyers making new highs. Like that is, in my opinion, like why fight it, right? Um, a lot of times there's also like divergences between Delta and price, right? So If you're listening to this podcast, go pull up a chart and see what happens when there's a divergence, you know? Um, And at that point, that's when I'm looking for like a mean reversion style trade. If Delta is pinned inside volume profile and we're just kind of ranging all day, then like same situation I have, like, I have to have a playbook for all of those. But Delta really helps me be able to see where the strength of the market actually truly is um, and how the participants are actually like feeling convicted about the market. Um, And I want to go with those convictions for the most part.
1: I love that. I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jack. Oh,
2: yeah. I was just
0: gonna say. Um, sort of an overarching point is I like what you're talking about of you know reaching highs and going with it, going with that trend. That we see far too many people, I think, starting in retail trading who are always trying to fade big moves without really doing too much more into it. Besides, oh, it's cheap, and if it's cheaper than that, well, then I like it twice as much. And if it's cheaper than that, well, I got to do it, right?
1: Right, I think Delta gives you that concept, and I, I want to dive into divergences. Like, I kind of want to dive into all this. This is like my this is where I get excited. Um, but me first, too. <laughs> when, when you're talking about sticking with the trend, if you can pay attention to that Delta and get an idea that you know what this market has been range bound, but all of a sudden Delta is getting higher, we see buyers coming in, we're making new highs. That's, that's when you finally have a chance to say, now I can look for a breakout trade. I think a lot of traders will see a range bound trade. Let's take S and P's today. S and P's have been, like I said earlier, I'm very content. Like today, I'd love to, I would live stream all my trades because i fit every single one. I'm very happy with them. Um, because it's got such a beautifully defined range. Our highest settlement price and we hit our hitting an overnight low where there's a good, uh, congestion area volume. Beautifully set up. I'm not looking at. I'm not looking at Delta really much at all until it gets to one of those extremes. See, is the breakout going to come? And I think a lot of traders will see, "Hey, we're at the top side of this overnight range. It's going to break out." And I'm looking for the big run. But if you're watching Delta, you're getting an idea of how strong our buyers at this price point. And that's the questions that we have to start asking ourselves as traders when we see this happening. Are the buyers really there, or? You know what? Is seller going to overpower this? And there's really nothing coming out today. There's no news. There's no catalyst that's going to let this thing pick a direction. All right. Delta's looking pretty neutral here. We're going to shut back down. We're going to stay within the range. And it helps kind of protect yourself in those difficult trades.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, I think it's game changing. And like, I have a hard time talking about it on stream sometimes because I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> But man, it's it really has changed the way I look at the markets, the way I understand how price is moving. And again, kind of comes back to this whole idea of like, if you you're talking about like the breadth of the market, basically, or the life of the market, uh, watching like the NASDAQ and the ES exclusively for myself is like all the screen time that I put on these two different futures are allowing me to see these things happening in real time, you know, and see like cumulative Delta, like you're talking about, like forming or not forming. And then it just, you can just react instantly,
1: um, which changes the game. Right. And I think it goes back to what you're saying earlier, you know, it's your own definition that you've created over time watching this. And that's what this is all about. You know, I can sit here and I can tell someone buy now or sell now, but it depends on how you see the market, how you're going to manage, you know, manage the risk within that trade. There's so many, external factors that I think people struggle to process. And so as you continue to like talk people through these trades, it's it's a matter of like, yeah, I'm going to buy, but I'm also going to say, here's why I'm going to buy. Here's what I'm seeing. And here's how I'm going to manage that risk.
2: While it is my bread and butter, it really is kind of hard at the same time to trade effectively sometimes because you kind of have to trade like a zone more than like a specific entry price or like Mm -hmm. wick or whatever, you know? And so, You have to be able to like de-risk yourself a little bit, AKA like trading micros or something for myself in order to like effectively trade some form of Delta divergence or confirmation. And
1: I think that's the big thing is it's, it's, you can't give it a specific price point. Can't be like, well, right here is the exact price that I have to be. you, You look at it from ranges. You get an idea of like, okay, here's my zone. I've got a three point zone here. I've got some room. I can hop in anywhere in this little area and I'm okay.
0: Yeah, I love anytime someone's talking about de-risking. Um, that's a, that's another problem we do. we don't see too many problems with people who are uh, de-risking uh, properly. It's usually the other way around. What what is the uh, antonym for de-risking? Risking up, uh, ter- turbo risking, turbo risking.
2: Yeah,
0: I like yeah. That. You yeah. Know, yeah. Nope. pending. Going on <laughs> <trademark>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get, get that in Um uh, So, are you pretty much when you're trading, you're streaming?
2: uh yeah yeah i mean the past so i started streaming a month and a half, two months ago almost uh may 1st um so pretty fresh on the stream but i've realized that and this is like one of my number one downfalls is over trading uh i can always make money the first two hours and i can always give it back by the end of the day um <laughs> and so if i i've learned that if i just like trade on stream and then have the accountability of trading on stream, and then walk away, turn off the browser. I'm done, and that's the the best thing for me. So yeah, I'm I'm exclusively on stream at this point. Yeah, I'm just trying to frame this out a little bit. So
0: are you? So how many how how many hours per week are you on the stream? Oh
2: gosh, uh, on a good week, ten. <laughs> um, I I really liked it. So I'm Central Time. I, I'm in Austin. I love market open, and I like till about ten thirty. Um, maybe 10 o'clock so that hour and a half to two hours is my sweet spot anything past that is not fun and it's probably because i was in a trade that i got in at like 9 45 or 10 o'clock and i'm just like trying to wait wait it out to close it out on stream um just so i don't have to like make a new video to show people that i closed the trade or something but i have had like a six hour stream I think I did that on like Monday this past week. <laughs> Some sort kind of, of, of marathon for uh, yeah, charity, it was, or something like that. It was that. not very fun. It was just was like waiting out this like slow, slow trade. Um, and so we just kept the stream going until it was done, and then finally got done
1: with it. I'm trying to remember. Monday was a trendy day. Range day. It was trendy, right? Okay. Well, yeah, it was a little trendy. Um, yes, got it. Okay.
2: And, and it was I, I got
1: to refresh my memory over here.
2: Yeah. So from my perspective, like with my strategy looked like we were just talking about cumulative Delta. So in my mind, it was looking like, uh, buyers were just like giving up all day. Um, and a lot of times we see like a little head fake basically. So like buyers are giving up. Right. And the price is just like slowly drawing to the upside, which in my mind is a great, like that's a divergence. Right. But they just kept going and going and going. And so it was like, okay, when is this finally going to roll over? And then it finally did at like 10,280 on the NASDAQ or whatever. Um, and then we like sold off real nice. So like the trade is worth it. Just took forever to get there. <laughs> nice. Did you, um, do I see here now, do you offer some sort of a uh, free YouTube course as well? Yeah. So we're, we're just starting this up um, again. The idea is to kind of shake up the industry a little bit uh, and just pump out as much free stuff as we can. Um we meaning myself and my wife, I can't edit videos where the crap, she kind of edits them for me. Um And so, yeah, we're like four or five episodes deep. I'm going to try and get like 20 or 30. And the idea is to start from someone who has no idea what they're watching on stream, no idea what futures are, and then just like walk them, hold their hand through the process, explain to them, and then slowly get into like actual like technical analysis, charting, whatever you want to call it, and how to actually trade.
1: That's awesome. I mean, futures from beginning to trading. I won't, I won't say end but because there's never really an end, but beginning to trading, that's that's going to be a great segment.
2: Yeah, that's the idea. Um, and so basically the way we're doing it is my wife is learning about futures right now and trading by watching the free trading course. So if she learns something from the video, it's a win and it goes on YouTube. If he
1: doesn't, then we try again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a perfect way to test it out. You, you, yeah. you take someone that has no clue. And that's that's something I've told a lot of traders too, that I've worked with in the past. That you know They'll have like some trading buddies that they're using for accountabilities and this and that. And I've always said, find someone that knows nothing about trading. Tell them what you're doing. The first thing you're going to do is like, well, you're crazy. And then use them as an accountability person and say, I'm not going to lose more than a thousand bucks a day. Like that's all, that's my loss. That's all I'll ever take. And go and tell them you lost 2,000 bucks. You tell a trader that you went, when well, I lost a thousand, or my loss limit's a thousand, but I lost 2,000. Like, hey, it's all right, man. I've been there. I get it. I know how it is. You go tell someone that doesn't know anything about trading. I lost 2,000 when I was only supposed to lose a thousand. Like, well, why the hell did you do that? That was dumb. So a perfect way to start like creating a program is using someone that knows nothing about it.
0: Yeah, that is a really good way to get into it, Dan. I, I think that there is sometimes uh, you get into the world of trading too much and you start to normalize certain things that are
1: just uh, degenerate behavior. <laughs> yeah. um, my dad, totally. <laughs> Matt, my dad was a trader for 30 years. and His accountability was there were four of us kids. My mom, he'd come home from work every day. And my mom would ask him, how much money did you make today? And all four of us kids would be sitting there and he would tell, all five of us, so my mom and the four kids, how much money he made or lost every single day. And I asked him when I got older, I said, I asked him, I was like, you know, dad, I'm struggling with my accountability. I'm making some stupid errors. And I was in the Marine Corps trading, like on spare time and just making some dumb trades. And he's like, you need your accountability. I was like, well, what was yours? And then he told me, he's like, it was you and you kids and your mom. He goes, the last thing I'd want to do is come home and tell you guys I lost my shirt. So I would just, okay, how do I adjust my risk here so I don't feel guilty walking in the door telling the people I'm supporting I lost, you know, I lost a ton of money. Yeah. And things like that, I think help create the money real in a sense.
0: Yeah,
2: 100%.
0: Yeah, that's one of the resources that I hope people are starting out really go after. And it's so easy now online to find people who will do that with you. There's so many um, groups. I know we have a Facebook group at uh, Top Step. I know that there's tons of forums and other places you can go like that, but trading completely alone can be dangerous. It's, it's a super solo activity in some ways, but you really need, you can be your own worst enemy, unless you're just an incredibly disciplined person, which... Um, I don't know about you guys. I am not. It's not my natural state. I need some external force telling me. I need a risk manager. I need an accountability partner.
1: Well, and I think there's this concept of discipline. I've dove into this before. Discipline's only created when there are accountabilities around you. There's no such thing as discipline if you don't have some sort of accountability. Because otherwise, it goes back to time in the Marine Corps. I never walked with my hands in my pockets because not because someone said the rule is don't walk with your hands in your pockets it was because I didn't know if there was gonna be some senior leader around the corner that was gonna light me up if my hands were my pockets that's what I didn't want it wasn't my me having discipline of sticking to the rules it was that someone was going to hold me accountable if I violated that rule it's the only way disciplines created
0: yeah I love that um, yeah so uh, you're making the videos for it now going through the technical analysis um, what do you think are some of the most important qualities you see in traders like what what are the what are sort of the skills or attitudes you think are just most beneficial to someone in the retail trading
2: ah um well okay so the first one is obviously in my mind patience they need to be able to sit on their hands and not touch any buttons for however long it takes uh it's really hard to do obviously uh i think they need to be persistent i think most of most qualities are kind of like longevity qualities i think um so we're all when we're first starting out i don't know of anybody that just like has killed it their first like month um really and obviously there's probably like the unicorns out there but you got to be willing to like take some heat and like bounce back and do that over and over again um and like continue for me it's like continued learning uh i've one, at least I find it really interesting, so it's not, like, challenging for me to, like, want to, like, read up or watch some new videos or just study the charts for a while. But, like, you got to be persistent on coming back to the charts and, like, seeing how it all works out, you know?
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great answer. Uh, thank you for answering our James Lipton question that we ask everyone, sort of, like, inside <laughs> the Actors Studio. Um, I you're absolutely right about it's all about preserving capital. And I think one of the worst things that can happen to someone just getting started at trading is that they do kill it on something. Um, You know, you make one big trade and uh, yeah, confidence is through the roof. There's probably not a lot of people to make one big trade. and They're like, that's it. I'm done.
1: Yeah. It's uh, you need, that's when the obsession is created. The addiction gets created when you have that one big trade and it's great. And it's also terrible.
0: Yeah. Well, you're chasing it. It's like drugs or something. It's uh, People can really go down a wrong path there if they don't build the right uh, process or processes. That's the plural of process. Jack, you're the educated <laughs> one here. Yeah.
2: Processes. <laughs> this, this, this. Yeah,
0: pro- yeah. Processize. Um, if you're not building those processes, it, it like helps to... Sometimes struggle at the beginning and stick with it. that kind of shows that you want to learn and you have that capacity
1: to get better, totally, yeah, hundred percent so let me ask you this: We're in an interesting spot, I think, looking at equity markets just in general, you know Nasdaq's floating that ten thousand mark, obviously big number there. I'm still struggling to say it, you know, when I look at price, I just want to be like ninety eight fifty two but I oh like, my gosh, yeah, I keep going like. 1028? I'm like, wait, no, 10,280. Yeah, literally oh, all day on the stream. That's me. Right? Yeah. I, I'm struggling with it too. So we're in really interesting locations and we have some interesting news coming out around the world right now. Obviously we have, you know, tension over in, in Asia with stuff going on there. We have obviously unrest here in the United States. And then this we're still in this pandemic, which is apparently continuing to get bigger. What are your long-term thoughts when you look at these markets or are you one of those types of people that say, look, my focus is day trading. I'm not even thinking that macro picture.
2: Um, I pretty much fall under the, the, the ladder. I, okay. I realized that like, while it makes sense that the market should be reacting in certain ways, right? The market doesn't really care my thoughts a lot of times, if at all, ever. Right. Um, and so from a futures perspective, I pretty much am looking at it from a daily perspective. Uh, I look every morning. I don't even like watch the charts when I log off on the stream. I'm logging off of my charts. I'm not watching anything until I'm logging in the next morning. So I don't even know like what happened on the overnight session until I'm logging in for the next day. Um,
0: that's disappointing. That's
2: impressive. For, for stocks and stuff, like it's different, right? I'll buy the dip, I'll do whatever. Um, but I just realized, like, with volatility the way it is, especially, too, if I get, like, in a mindset of, oh, my God, why are we still going up? Because I definitely have these thoughts all the time. Like, how in the world are we making all-time highs right now with, like, Apple having all their stores closed, right? Like, it doesn't make any sense. But so that makes me want to short it. And then I just get my pants torn off, you know? So, like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to get in that mindset. Um, just play the charts. You
0: know. Yeah, I like your I like your feeling with the uh, not watching the overnight futures. Um I think people, that's when you get into second guessing and sort of borderline obsessive disorders when people are, you see all these like stock tweets going out when the market opens at 5 p.m. and it's up four points in the ES or something and people are, you know, future's ripping, it's happening, you know, or like it's going down. It's like, guys, (laughs) go sleep, go, right. you know, spend some time. There's no volume being conducted here. (laughs) They're
2: pushing the price around like it's nothing. And I am very uninterested in, in that. Um, I've gotten burned way too many times trying to trade the overnight when I was first starting out, and quickly learned that it's not for me. <laughs> trade market <it> open, and <laughs> be done with it. Sure, maybe there's people that that's their specialty and they can do
0: it. I'd argue. I love would.
1: the overnight.
0: Yeah, but I'm yeah, a few out there. I'll you have to it. trade differently, um, and you have to understand what that entails and how things can move a lot more,
1: and maybe not for any reason at all. So yeah, right. We saw it on um, Sunday night. We get the notification that you know word is China trade deal's off, and a half hour later, the White House comes in and goes, "No, that, I don't know where this came from. That is not the word. Trade deal is still on with China." Came from Peter yeah. Navarro say literally yeah. saying it's off. <laughs> right, that's right. And uh, is the White House like, no, that's not true. And you saw the break, you saw the rally, and that's when where I've learned for me one of the biggest you know tools I learned trading the overnight was staying away from the news. So don't trade the news right away. There's that. There's an emotional reaction to the news and then there's a reaction to the emotion. You can trade the reaction to the emotion. Uh, and that really helped me when it came to regular trading hours is because I got beat up a lot in the overnight learning how to do this. So that night it carried over to where I'm trading a little bit bigger size and I'm doing a little bit more during the regular trading is okay. I'm going to trade the reaction to the emotion, not the emotion to the reaction, and it started to teach me how to control those impulses and urges.
0: Yeah, you're never—you need to be aware of the news, or you know, hopefully you stop losses and stuff like that. Anyway, but you're never going to beat the uh, the news reading algos when it comes to actually trading off the news. So it's something to think about. Um, also, like, I'll go conspiratorial for one second. Do you think uh, did P- did Pete Navarro miss? Speak, or do you think maybe they were kinda testing the waters, knowing that they could take that back? <laughs> Just a thought to put out there. Like he said it um, the and then it was like twenty minutes later, it was like no absolutely not.
1: I'm gonna guess he knew someone that was short equity markets and Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I used to say that Oh, it is He's the
0: he's the he's the head of the the trade and tariff stuff. It's like you, you wouldn't think he would say he he's pretty emphatic, like we can't we can't trust China and they're like something it's something something and he's like no it's off and then like there was that big rip down and then uh the, so someone clarifies like no it's still on one hundred
1: percent. It's still on, we're good. We, we we both cannot trust them, but it's on. I used to say it with uh, North Korea when they were shooting a missile. Like obviously, North Korea is not allowed to trade in our markets, but come on, you, you're going to tell me that they weren't short an equity market when they would like test one of their missiles? Like they had yeah. to be, right? Well, how about no. and this seemed
0: not be? <laughs> like it happened ten years ago. How about that uh, drone attack on that Saudi oil facility? Remember that over the weekend? There's no way that <laughs> Iran was not super long. Crude oil futures feature, somehow. Right. Yeah, that's just, to be. that's not even a conspiracy. That's just, you know, I'm, I'm not condoning anything that. like this, but <laughs> it's smart. You'd be an idiot not to do it. <laughs> anyway, well, uh, now we won't turn this into, uh, you know, Jack's conspiracy dungeon um, today, but instead, maybe. Um, Matt, maybe we, next time Matt's on the
1: podcast with us. It's all yeah. We'll, we'll get out
0: the tinfoil and just talk about <laughs> all of our deepest. Uh... I can get deep into it, man. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me <laughs>
1: too. Well,
0: <laughs> listeners, let us know if this is something you want to do more. We can bring out all the crackpot uh, things yeah. we have. But uh, in the meantime, as long as we're sticking on trading, um, Matt, where can uh, people find you if
2: they want to check out your stream? So they can find me on YouTube at Trades by Matt. Um, I'm actually trades by Matt across all socials. So YouTube, uh, is where most of everything I do happens. Uh, Twitter at trades by Matt, Instagram, same situation and Twitch. That's, so, that's great branding, Matt, because I know sometimes,
0: and I love every person and every educator that we have on this show, but I think sometimes with the naming conventions, there's like three words, you know, like, you know, maybe like, a, I won't name them. I don't want to call people out, but they usually have trade, And then maybe some version of, you know, pro or something like that. And yeah, to stand out, trades by Matt.
2: I like it. It's clean,
1: simple, not easily confused with something else,
2: like trades by Mark or something. Well, and I had it all under like my, my just normal name for a while. But then I realized that like Matt Miller is like the most common name in America (laughs) (laughs) across the board. So I needed to, I needed to like keep it simple, but branch out a little bit. Great. I get that. Well, Matt,
0: uh, we're reaching the end of time for today. We want to thank you so much for stopping by. Um, I hope people go check out your stream too. Um, I, I think that's a great way to learn, just to see what people are doing and have them talk through it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I love, I love the, uh, I love the interaction with everybody that that does come on and asks questions and calls me out on my BS and different things like that. So I welcome it all. Definitely come hang out. Uh, find me on YouTube. You can also join the free trading chat, which is all linked all below the YouTube videos. It's just, uh, again, accountability and an area for traders to come hang out together. You um,
0: awesome. can be lonely. Check, so, check it out.
2: Yeah. Yep. Thanks again, Matt, for joining us. And uh,
0: everyone else, we'll be back after that bloop, 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 bloop sound. Hey, everybody. Thank you for making it to the end of the Limit Up podcast presented by Top Step Trader. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful long weekend. If you're in the United States and I hope you have a wonderful regular weekend. If you're not in the United States, Dan, you have any plans?
1: Yeah, just uh standard 4th of July at the lake. We'll be out on the boat all day. Uh, I've got some family coming into town. No, yeah, nothing too thrilling, but uh, gonna hopefully I think one set of fireworks will be going off. It sounds like most of them got canceled this year. So there are going to be some going. So I'm excited about that. What about you?
0: I actually have a pretty uh, low key one in that. I'm going camping next weekend. I'll probably just hit the range a couple times, hit some golf balls. Um, I've, I've noticed I haven't made the pilgrimage from Illinois to Indiana to get any fireworks, but uh, my friend <laughs> <laughs> my friend who lives in Indianapolis sent me a picture, because he travels all around for work, and sent me a picture of the uh, Crazy Kaplan sign. <laughs> and apparently the Crazy Kaplan billboards, they have a uh, mask
1: on Crazy Kaplan, which <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's brilliant, right? That's
1: outstanding. Now, that's that is marketing at its finest. It is,
0: you know, you got to take obviously a big existential danger like the coronavirus and a uh, localized danger. Just ask uh, what was his name, John Pierre Paul, on the New York yeah, Giants. I think so. Oh my God! Did you ever look at the pictures when he blew his hand off with the fireworks?
1: No, I didn't.
0: Oh uh listeners out there if you have a high tolerance for being grossed out check out uh new york giants defensive end jpp's fireworks injury from about a decade ago it is not for the faint of heart but it's cool that they're doing that and uh we'll use this as an opportunity too. uh everybody wear your mask when you're out then we can all have a good time right right so i uh, yeah i'll probably uh hit some balls, stop by my parents' place for uh, brunch, as they call it. My parents have discovered what like brunches, So they're going to have
1: some mimosas, Bloody Mary, champagne, screwdrivers. Yeah, and as uh... mentioned,
0: I could use one of those about now. <laughs> <laughs> but because it's Wednesday, the market's still open. I need to, uh, as I said, drink that tall glass of ice water and get to it. So uh, everybody out there, it's thursday it's almost the weekend hope you had a great week trading we'll be back next week either way with a brand new guest and uh, have a wonderful weekend namaste and trade well the limit up podcast is produced by dante 32